On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners, and I'll be talking about a range of topics, including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education, and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets. Right. G'day, everybody. I wanted to talk about the labour market today, primarily in the US, because that's the world's biggest economy, the world's biggest share market. It's the part of the world that matters most from an investment perspective, but I think a lot of the trends we're seeing over there are also happening here at home in New Zealand. So there is a lot of similarities. And uh, what got me thinking about the US labour market, always thinking about it, to be honest, because it's been such an important piece of the puzzle uh, in terms of the inflation that we've seen in recent years and uh, employment and jobs uh, are so crucial to the development of the economy at any point in time. But about 10 days ago, we had Labor Day in the US, which is obviously a national holiday to honour the American labour movement. Uh, and that came hot on the heels of another uh, another monthly jobs report in the US. So it has, has got me thinking. And I guess when you think about Labor Day, plenty to celebrate, isn't there? After the last few years for the US labour market, it's been a very good few years. Unemployment has been very low, uh, wage growth very strong, and many of the unions over there have negotiated some historic contracts. So it's been a very good period. However, we are starting to see a few cracks appear in the labour market, which is a good thing and a bad thing for the economy, as well as for financial markets. The headline US unemployment rate in the last two years, if you take the average, and this is what they call the the U3 unemployment rate, so it's sort of the official one that they report, although there are many different versions, U1 right through to U6, so there's sort of six variants, but the U3 unemployment rate is the main one that gets reported. That's the official one, that's the headline one. Last two years, it's averaged 3.7%, which is low. That's very low. And it fell as low as 3.4% a few months back. I think in April of this year, it was 3.4%. And the last time it was that low uh, was 1969. So the labour market has been exceptionally strong on that measure. And even if you look at other measures of unemployment, whether it's underemployment or, or other... Um, variations of that, they've also fallen to multi-decade lows in recent months. Um, the jobless rate for African-American workers, as an example, uh, they started measuring that in 1972. Uh, and over the last six months, that's hit the lowest level since measurements began. So it very much has been a period of very broad strength in the US labour market. Not dissimilar here in New Zealand, our unemployment rate uh, last year, sort of early last year, about 18 months ago, fell to 3.2%, which is the lowest that we've seen since the early 1980s. And ours has ticked up a little bit since then, 
the last couple of quarters, it's been around that sort of three, 3.4%, 3.6% level. So still very low, still not, not far off that um, 30 or 40 year uh, record that we saw about a year ago. And all this is obviously fantastic news, you know, very good news that unemployment's low in New Zealand and the US and in many other places. Uh, if unemployment's low, everyone's got jobs. That means your economy is ticking over, lots going on. People very, feel very comfortable that they can borrow and spend and get on with things. Um, if you're a business or if you're a, a share investor and you own a business or maybe a rental property or whatever, uh, your customers um, that you're looking to sell things to, products, services, lease a building, rent a house, whatever, they're all in a better position. So it's it's good news all round to have that low unemployment, obviously. And it has given workers, particularly those in lower paid professions, bargaining power that they haven't had for a very long time. So that's that's also been good because it means that we've seen wage growth rise to the strongest levels in probably 30-odd years in both the US and here in New Zealand. So we've seen some very strong wage rises. Uh, however, to be honest, a lot of people aren't really any better off, even though they've had those very good wage rises. Uh, and that's because inflation has also been running hot. And these two things are interlinked. You know, One of the reasons inflation has been so strong is because you've got pretty much full employment uh, very tight labour market, um, workers with a lot of bargaining power, all getting very attractive pay rises, which means that businesses are then trying to put their prices up to recoup those higher wage bills, and they're getting away with it because workers are, are cashed up in a good position, uh, confident about their jobs, and so the firms have had more pricing power to push through wage prices, um, sorry, price rises than they have had in some time. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, on the one hand, great news to have low unemployment, great news to sort of see that flow through to higher wages, but that has also been a really, a really important piece of that inflation puzzle, and it has driven up inflation generally and the cost of living. So good and bad, like many things in life. And I guess what I'm noticing at the moment is that after you know a good two three years of a very strong jobs market, you know post the pandemic here in New Zealand, in the US, and in other places, but I'm mainly talking about uh, the US and and also New Zealand, uh, we're starting to see a few cracks appear. You know, if I look at the uh, the three month moving average of new jobs that have been created in the US. You know, it's still in positive territory, but it's come down a long way. And it's actually at the lowest levels we've seen uh, since the height of the pandemic. So it's not nearly as strong as it has been over the last uh, few years. The US unemployment rate, even though it fell to that, uh, what was it, a 50-odd year uh, low of 3.4% earlier in the year, it ticked up quite a bit last month, ticked up from 3.5% to 3.8%. So it's now still still low by historic standards, but it's risen to the highest in about 18 months. And that's quite a big increase in just one month, you know, to go up 0.3% in a month. Um, it's not all because you've got a weaker labour market or a weaker economy. I think there is more people entering the labour market. So the supply of workers has gone up. So, you know, always some swings and roundabouts. But generally, we are just seeing 
things maybe soften a little bit. And when we look at some of the leading indicators that tend to be uh, a good gauge of where the labour market is and where it's going, things like the quits rate, uh, which is, um, uh, you know, the quits rate is the, the amount of workers in the US that are actually voluntarily quitting their jobs. And when the quits rate is up, that's a sign of strength, right? Because you only quit your job when you've got confidence you're going to get another one. And we've seen the quits rate rise strongly since the pandemic. You know, it obviously plummeted when we first had the pandemic. Then it went up dramatically because there's so many jobs out there. Very easy to get another one. Don't like your job. Don't like your boss. Don't like the the, the guy or girl that you sit next to. No drama. Just quit and, you know, you get another one. Probably a better one. Probably a pay rise. So that's been the environment that we're in. But that quits rate has now come right back down and it's normalised back to pre-pandemic levels. So that's something that's something I keep an eye on because uh, things like the quits rate, uh, that's the areas where you start to see a bit of weakness emerge first and then you, you see it later in the, um, in the broader labour market figures. So it's sort of a, a cyclical leading indicator that tells you what's probably coming more broadly across the labour market. Um, another one is uh, temporary jobs, temporary help services, which is a category of the, the monthly non-farm payrolls report that we get out of the US, get it sort of, you know, early in the month, every month. And um, that category has, has been also quite a good leading indicator of what will happen more broadly. And I guess that's because when you've got a, you know, super tight labour market and there's no more people out there, uh, businesses are maybe inclined to sort of take on sort of a, a temporary worker to fill the gap. You know, can't get a permanent receptionist or this role or that role. So let's get sort of, you know, a temporary contract person to just tide us over while we sort of fill that gap. So that tends to be um, another really good leading indicator in the US that that tell us um, tells us what's coming. And, and that has been trending lower as well. So I think that is something we need to uh, keep an eye on. Now, these things are obviously good things, aren't they, uh, that we're seeing that softening. And I suppose not from the perspective of workers who maybe aren't finding themselves in uh, quite a strong position as they were, but from the perspective of central banks and what that means for inflation and the economy, the softness that we're starting to see in the labour market is a positive because in the US, as an example, Jerome Powell and his colleagues at the Federal Reserve, they're very much entrenched in a protracted battle with inflation. They'll be quite happy with this trend. You know, for them to succeed in their efforts in getting inflation under control, which is their key goal in life, uh, they need to see a little bit of labour market slack. And that's a term that you hear them use quite often. Uh, because it's it's much better sounding than saying we need to we need to orchestrate a rise in unemployment. But sadly, it's sort of the same thing, really. Uh, they actually need to see the labour market less strong. They need to see a bit more unemployment out there, so that workers don't have that same bargaining power, so that the economy is not running as red hot as it is, and so that we're not seeing those wage pressures, uh, which are then feeding through to broader pricing pressures. So. It's an interesting dynamic, but they will be quite happy that they've seen some of that heat come out of the jobs market uh, because that will mean wage pressures will ease. And we're seeing that, you know, we're seeing those those figures, you know, move, move down. Wages are still growing, but not at the same rate. And that um, that should keep inflation on a downward trend. You know, in the US, it's been trending down for a little over a year and they've actually 
you know, got it to a point where it's um, starting to get quite close to that target zone. So uh, the the labour market softness is, is is good because it's it's um, a reflection that the Fed is getting to that point where it might be able to not only stop raising interest rates any further. I don't think we'll see any more rate hikes. I think they're done. But they might be able to reduce interest rates at some point from current levels, which is the highest since 2001. So uh, financial markets see this all as a good thing. And that's why financial markets are pricing in the Fed being able to cut interest rates sort of, you know, middle of next year, give or take, because they're starting to see some of these positive developments. And that's really fueled uh, it, it's fueled optimism that we will get that soft landing that we've been hoping for. And a soft landing, of course, as opposed to a hard landing. Uh, soft landing is when the central banks raise interest rates, they sort of knock that inflation on the head and they get the economy back on an even keel where they want it to be, get inflation down, and they manage to do that without causing a major economic slowdown or a recession. So that's, that's the outcome that everyone wants. And um, I think... Uh, expectations generally have risen that there's a more likelihood of that outcome and that's why you've seen share markets perform reasonably well. A hard landing on the other hand would be where they uh, they do get inflation under control but that comes at a big cost which is usually a recession and a big spike in unemployment. So that's something people have been worried about for you know probably a year, 18 months but now the rhetoric and the thinking has turned to, to be um, favouring that soft landing. So that's all good, you know, happy with that, you know, um, definitely liking what I'm seeing on the labour market front because we need to see the softness, this easing. However, we need to also acknowledge that we're actually entering quite dangerous territory because when you when you start to see the labour market ease and soften, that absolutely helps our cause. Uh, but if it keeps softening, if it weakens too much, then we've got problems and uh, something I'll, I've always got in the back of my mind is that when you go back, um, go back to the 1940s, go back 75 years, there's never been a time where the US unemployment rate has risen half a percent, only half a percent, you know, it's not much without a re recession occurring. And I'm doing that based on what did I do? I did the three month moving average of the unemployment rate. And then I looked at where is that, you know, how is that moved relative to the you know, the low over the previous six months. So I'm trying to sort of strip out some of those month, that monthly volatility. But basically, any any rise in the US unemployment rate of half a percent has, has led to a recession or a recession sort of has occurred around that same time. You know, it's it's not, not necessarily clear which leads the other. And unemployment, actually, um, some of you would have heard my podcast a few months back, the unemployment rate is actually a terrible leading indicator. So you don't look at unemployment to get a, a steer on where the economy will head in the future because it tends to be a very lagging indicator. By the time unemployment starts going up significantly, you're often already in recession, so it won't help you. There's other things you need to watch much more closely, but there has been a very strong relationship between rise in unemployment and recession. So I think that's what we've that's what we've got to be conscious of. You know, we want um, the labour market to soften. We want it to help us get inflation under control. And at the moment, a lot of the a lot of what we're seeing does support that view that we might we might get that soft landing that we're all hoping for. So that that's a really welcome sign, and we should celebrate that. But 
for that to happen, we need to see the the softness that we're currently seeing stabilize at some point. And um, if it doesn't, if things keep softening, keep softening, keep softening, then we could pass that point of no return where soft landing turns into a hard landing. And that's um that's something something we also are grappling with here in New Zealand. You know, our inflation rate, sorry, our unemployment rate still very low at 3.6%, uh, but expected to go higher. You know, our reserve bank has forecasts that suggest it will rise to 4.4%, I think, at the end of the year. So that's only a couple of quarters away, and then middle of next year, they have it rising to about 5.1%, which is still low in the scheme of things, but it's a big increase from in the low to mid threes, um, and it's quite a lot of people who don't have a job. So we've got the same situation here in New Zealand. Um, Reserve banks increase interest rates, it's putting the brakes on, uh, we're starting to see that work, things are slowing down, some of the heat is coming out of the economy. Uh, everything I'm hearing from people I talk to, small business, big business, are telling me it's got a lot easier for them to find workers, which is good because some of those capacity constraints are being alleviated and some of these businesses aren't um, facing these massive wage bills that is forcing them to put up prices elsewhere. So things are sort of getting back into balance and that's good, but we don't want that to go too far. We don't want the brakes to come on so much that um, the labour market eases to a point where you've got uh, a big spike in unemployment because that can quickly turn that sort of soft landing scenario into what we don't want, which is that harder landing. So very much to watch this space. I guess my key point is progress so far, but be very aware that we're now in that sort of uh, higher risk zone over the next six months where we, where we don't want things to weaken off too much. Uh, here in New Zealand, our next batch of labour market figures are due in early November. You know, we only get the main unemployment and labour market figures every three months. In the US, you know, it's monthly, and there are lots of other indicators. They've got a much more, uh, much more organised and well-funded uh, statistics department than we have. Um, so we'll have to wait until early November to get any new numbers. But leading indicators suggest that it's definitely getting easier. Uh, for local firms to find workers and that wage growth is trending lower. So things like the ANZ Business Outlook Survey, um, that's definitely pointing in that direction and you know many of us are hearing it anecdotally as well. So just like, just like the US, uh, a turning point in the labour market and it feels like we're at one of those turning points that will have important implications for the path of inflation, interest rates and the economy and so far so good. But just like the Federal Reserve in the US, our Reserve Bank needs to get that balancing act right because it's not, it's not the easiest needle to thread. So I think it's still something we need to monitor very closely. All right, we'll leave it there for the day. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.